This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, growing into episode number nine. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. The tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and today I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, and I have a house full of kids who are feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to try and keep the podcast a little bit abbreviated, but I have some really good information to share with you today, so I didn't want to miss it. First, I wanted to make an announcement that I have a free teleseminar series going on. It actually starts today, the day that you're hearing this podcast, and there's going to be three different teleseminars, one each week in the series. We're starting today on February 26th with session one is going to be pregnancy superfoods. Next week on March the 5th is going to be session two, enjoying your pregnancy even when you're busy. And on March the 12th will be Session 3, Trust Birth 101, a primer for moms-to-be. You can get uh, all the information on these teleseminars emailed to you by joining my mailing list and getting our weekly newsletter. If you haven't already, you can get those by going to justaskkristen.com. And there will also be a sign-up form on the bottom of this podcast episode's show notes. But again, that's just askkristen.com. But in case you want to listen into the episode today, which will be on February 26th, this today, and it will be at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can go ahead and listen to that today by calling in. The number is 206-402-0100, and the PIN number you'll need is one seven five three nine nine pound one seven five three nine nine pound now if you sign up for the newsletter you'll also get a link to listen in on the webcast I don't have that link available quite yet because it's not time to do it but if you'd rather listen in via the web go to justaskkristen.com and you should get a reminder for that if not for today's definitely for the next two so again pregnancy superfoods enjoying your pregnancy and trust birth 101 over the next three weeks I'd love to have you join me on the telecalls I wanted to talk about a little bit of a study well a big study actually that made the news and it is great in my opinion to see this finally getting recognized but a big study coming out of Canada has shown that c-section is not necessarily a better outcome for twins again the study was done in Canada but it analyzed data from 25 different countries and it followed 2,800 twin pregnancies. The study findings show that there was no additional safety for low-risk twin pregnancies to have a cesarean over a vaginal birth. The, the study author uh, was a Dr. Barrett, and he said, what this study shows is that there is really no advantage to plan a C-section because the outcome for the babies is essentially the same. He also noted that a vaginal birth is a better option when considering subsequent pregnancies for a mom. Sorry if you hear my newborn squeaking. 
He's being a little bit fussy while I'm recording. But anyways, vaginal birth is a better option for subsequent pregnancies. He says, in the next pregnancy, we don't have to deal with the consequences of a scarred uterus. So the this study didn't really, uh, it didn't cover high-risk twin pregnancies where there are issues like twin-to-twin -twin transfusion and other things. So if those are the case in your twin pregnancy, then it may be a different outcome. But for healthy moms who have twins who are in a good positions, a vaginal birth was definitely just as safe as the cesarean. The cesarean didn't offer any advantages. So if you're pregnant with twins, definitely talk with your care provider. And I can place a link to this study in the show notes so that you can read more about it yourself and be able to bring an educated opinion to your care provider and talk to him or her about having a vaginal birth rather than a cesarean for your twins. Our topic for today, our main topic, is a baby topic, and I actually got a request to cover this topic, and it's very timely for me, because as of the time of this recording, my Corwin is four weeks old, and I'm pretty sure he's going through this. Our topic is, a, is growth spurts, uh, especially in relation to the breastfed baby. All babies show growth spurts around these time periods, though. So what is a growth spurt? Well, first, growth spurts happen throughout life. You'll notice that your children have these all the way into adulthood. But they're especially noticeable when we're dealing with babies because they tend to upset the routine, as we'll talk about. But a growth spurt is when your breastfed baby really wants to nurse a lot more, and they often seem fussy and unsettled. So you may have been cruising along thinking at about three or four weeks, hey, I finally got this newborn thing down. Things are finally in a bit of routine, and I can, I can do this. And then all of a sudden, your baby is cranky and fussy and wants to nurse all the time. Maybe you were nursing every two to three hours, and then all of a sudden, your baby wants to nurse very frequently, even every hour. And maybe your baby was sleeping pretty well at night for a nice four or five hour block, and all of a sudden, your baby wants to nurse all night long. That is most likely a growth spurt. And the, the, what a growth spurt does is obviously it helps your baby to grow. But the reason why your baby gets so much more demanding about feedings is baby wants to increase your milk supply, increase the supply of food. So the growth spurt not only is to help your baby grow, but it's to increase the amount of milk that your baby's getting at each feed so that he or she is able to have the calories needed for that boost of growth that they're going to go through. Growth spurts, what I did was this mom actually said that she would find it really helpful to have a chart. So I actually put a chart together and I'll tell you how to get that in just a minute. But I'm going to go through what's on the chart because usually these growth spurts happen at specific times and they tend to last for two to three days they can last for up to a week or so so typical growth spurts happen you normally get one around one week and many moms don't really notice this one because they're still in the throes of getting used to a newborn but one week with a normal range of about seven to ten days the first big one that moms usually notice is the three-week one and it normally happens at about two to three weeks. And then there's a six-week one, which happens at about four to six weeks. As you can see, there's a range. Every baby is unique. Always remember that. And I've put the normal age and also the range on the chart because 
you you need to remember that your baby might not do have his or her growth spurt right at three weeks or six weeks. It might be somewhere within that range. But the three-week and six-week ones tend to be the ones that really throw moms through a loop because you feel like you finally got a handle on this newborn period, and then all of a sudden, boom, everything changes, and your baby's all of a sudden cranky and unsettled and wants to nurse all the time. But once you've gotten through that one, you get a little bit of a break after the six-week one. Usually another one comes along at about three months, which is 10 to 12 weeks, and another may come along at about four months, between around 13 to 17 weeks. There's usually one around six months, and that's uh, that, that range can be five to seven months or so. And then there may be one around nine months, and that range may be eight to ten months. These two um, may be accompanied also by your baby desiring to start solid foods or you starting your baby on solid foods. But remember, your milk continues to be very important nutrition for your baby, even in the second half of their babyhood year. So you want to continue to nurse on demand. You want to continue to nurse frequently. And even if your baby is starting solid foods, if your baby asks to nurse more frequently, then go ahead and nurse more often. Make sure that you're feeding those solid feeds too if you want to and if you feel like your baby's really hungry for extra food. But your milk remains a very important source of nutrition and also a source of comfort. Other times that your baby may be going through a quote-unquote growth spurt, a time when they may want more, is when your baby's going through developmental milestones. And I've also listed those on the chart. So here are some milestones. And these maybe some of them are very physical, but these involve a lot of brain growth. And your baby needs a lot of nutrition to grow his or her brain too. And that could be why you see some growth spurt signs during these times. So your baby will hold his or her head steady between about two or three months, smiling and laughing around two to four months, your baby rolling over three to six months, that's one where you may see a growth spurt especially. Sitting unsupported is another big one, five to seven months. Saying mama or dada, seven to eight months. Passing objects from hand to hand, this is a big developmental milestone that requires a lot of mental development. That's seven to eight months. Standing supportive, supported generally happens between seven and nine months or so. Crawling, seven to ten months, another really big one that may come with a growth spurt. Using the pincer grasp, this means grasping something between the thumb and the forefingers. And it's, it's a definite developmental milestone that, again, like passing objects from hand to hand, shows a lot of mental development for your baby. Waving bye-bye uh, is 8 to 10 months. I can't remember if I said the pincer grasp is 9 to 11 months. But waving bye-bye is about 8 to 10 months. And there's my Corwin. Letting us know he's not happy about podcast recording this morning. Uh, cruising for your baby happens anywhere from around 7 to 12 months, maybe later. My honor was later with this. But th there's a wide range of normal. But again, your baby may show growth spurt symptoms when they're really working on starting to cruise and walk. 
walking, the normal range is 7 to 18 months. So again, a very, very wide range of normal there. Another thing that you may want to consider if your baby is showing fussiness and wanting to nurse constantly is teething. And that's because the nursing is soothing. But don't let your baby chomp down if your baby wants to chomp down. Remember, your body is your body, mom, and you don't have to let baby do that. You can work with teethers and other things, but your baby may just want to nurse a lot more when teeth are coming through, and that can happen, oh, anywhere from probably about three months on into toddlerhood, your baby's going to have teeth erupting. So that could be another reason for fussiness and growth spurt signs. Again, as I said a few minutes ago, a growth spurt tends to last two to three days while your baby's really increasing the milk supply. It may last up to a week or so, especially if it's tied in with something like teething or a cold. Your baby's just naturally going to want to nurse more during those times because breastfeeding is comforting for him or her. So when your baby is going through a growth spurt, what do you do? You should follow your baby's cues and nurse on demand, even at night and even with those later growth spurts, like I was talking about the six to nine month growth spurts. Don't just say, oh, I'll increase solids. You can increase solids, that's fine. But also go ahead and increase the breastfeeding sessions to, to your baby's liking. And remember, it probably won't last forever. If your baby suddenly wants to nurse every hour around the clock, that's probably only going to last a couple days while your baby is working to boost your milk supply. Don't supplement during this time. So don't give formula during this time. That's not what your baby needs. Your baby just needs to increase your milk supply. And these times are very normal. You may feel like, oh, my baby seems desperate and cranky and he or she is not getting enough to eat from breastfeeding. Well, what your baby is doing is very biologically natural and it increases your milk supply. So don't worry. Again, with those older ones, if you've already introduced solids, you can do the solid feeds too. But you want to keep up with the, with the breastfeeding. Your baby really needs that and not a supplement. And a supplement will actually undermine your own body from increasing the milk supply. So it's really important that you follow your baby's cues and you don't supplement so that your milk supply increases to match your baby's demand. Your biology is beautifully engineered to make sure that that happens. And it will happen. You will often feel a lot hungrier and a lot thirstier during these times. And again, that's part of your body's biology saying, okay, I need to increase more milk and I need more nutrition for myself. And so when that happens, eat more, drink more, have an extra hearty snack or two throughout the day, eat larger portion sizes at your meals and get plenty of water, milk, uh, homemade bone broths, those sorts of drinks are very nourishing and help you build a greater milk supply. So have extra snacks on hand. Settle down with your baby in a little cooler or a basket of snacks and uh, a water bottle full of water or a thermos of milk or something and just cuddle up with a good book or with your laptop or tablet and your baby and nurse and enjoy this time because it passes very fleetingly and it does a lot of good things for you and for your baby to just honor that growth spurt and that time of rest and that time of building up your milk supply. 
After the growth spurt is over, your baby may sleep extra and your breasts may feel a, feel a little bit full for a couple of days after the growth spurt. So it's very normal for you to feel like, whoa, I do have a lot more milk. It's also normal for you not to feel that, but it is normal for you to feel it. And your baby has really been going full speed for a couple days, nursing a lot, using a lot of energy to bring up your milk supply, and so he or she may rest for a couple of days. And that's very normal too. Remember that if your baby is fussier, you can use um, fussy baby methods to help soothe him or her and calm the baby down enough to get to the breast. Some babies get so frustrated because they really want to get your milk to let down quickly and they get fussy and upset and they can't be soothed enough to actually settle down and breastfeed. So what you do then is you use normal baby soothing methods. Walk with your baby, swaddle your baby, um, help jiggle your baby a little bit, shush your baby, all those typical baby soothing things. And we actually did a podcast, a full podcast, devoted to baby soothing techniques. Um, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So birthbabylife.com slash uh, zero zero five. Birthbabylife.com slash zero zero five. That one goes into baby soothing techniques in detail, and those might help you. So if your baby seems really fussy and inconsolable and you can't get him or her on the breast, then soothe your baby first or have somebody else soothe your baby. Daddy can soothe the baby if you're feeling at your wit's end or you can't get the baby calmed down or both of you are crying. This is a great time for you to step in and help dad. Just calm baby down and then put baby to the breast to breastfeed and you'll find that things go more smoothly. If your baby is getting frustrated because your milk isn't coming down quickly, you can either just try and calm the baby down until your milk lets down you can do a little bit of breast compression, which is basically manually massaging your breast while your baby is on that breast. Helps encourage the milk to come down more quickly. Or you could pump for a minute or two to get let down started if that works well for you. And then put baby to the breast. But most of the time, once you get your baby calmed down and put him or her on the breast, it's just that your baby's going to want to nurse frequently, not that they're frustrated with not getting enough milk. Again, it's just this normal biological procedure of your baby bringing more milk uh, or increasing your milk supply so he or she is getting more milk from each session at the breast. Okay, finally, I told you that I'd let you know how to get the chart. I will have a link to the chart in the show notes. And uh, you can also just go to birthbabylife.com slash growth spurt. Birthbabylife.com slash growth spurt. And that'll take you right to the download page. So it's just a little one-page chart. You can print it off and put it on your refrigerator or wherever you want to keep it for handy reference. And it gives you some information and hopefully most of all it gives you some reassurance that what you and your baby is going through are going through is normal and that you can do it and that you can continue to breastfeed your baby and that you can continue to be a good mom even though things feel like they're all up in the air and crazy for a couple of days. All right, now I'm going to go ahead and sign off the podcast and go lay around and try and get my family and myself better. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I would love to hear any feedback that you have. I would love to get some feedback and ratings on iTunes. Just jump over to iTunes and give us a rating. 
give us a rating in Stitcher or whatever your directory you're listening through. And feel free to send me any feedback, any ideas for podcast episodes to Kristen at naturalbirthandbabycare.com. I love to to hear your feedback good or even if you didn't like something, I'd love to hear that too. So let me know what you think and I will look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.